22.52, and he was tired of staring through the blue, flickering gloom at other people's furniture. Besides, it wasn't his kink. If he had to look at someone having sex, he'd rather watch himself, with Cat. Could be she lived up near the bow, or on the boat deck. The thought of hauling himself up five flights of narrow stairs made Murph dizzy. The most exercise he got was eight steps to the door or the head. What if she was one of his clients? He wasn't even sure she was a woman. Once she'd showed as a thin, twentyish man with strong thighs and a relentless appetite. Her true sex was yet another mystery. Murph meant to penetrate. He had already decided it didn't make any difference. She was still cat. A name. An attitude? Black fur. Just as long as she didn't live too far away. Murph had spent the last seven hours watching 86 sites, 47 of his own clients, 39 of Bumpus's, in order to earn enough free time to link to way out. Murph's list alone was heavy enough to mash the average independent op flat against his screens. 18 residences, all on the upper decks. Nine shops that sold everything from bottle gardens to hero wear. Five takeouts, pizza, burger, squeeze, krill, and Mexican. Four shrinks, three doctors, three app repair services, a lawyer, an acupuncturist, a room dresser, a dance defense studio, and a 24-hour daycare. But Murph was no average op. He was a champion. His sites had the lowest incursion rate, real and virtual, of any contract op on the ship. Murph was proud that none of these so-called suicides had turned up on his list. He didn't mind what being the best had cost him. Sure, it would be easier working regular eight-hour shifts for some corporate client like the hospital or CDM or Maxit. But then a pushy boss would try to squeeze him into a diet, drag him to fucking meetings. He had worked for suits before. Besides, they paid in noodles. What good was free time if he couldn't afford way out, or the kind of custom hero wear that impressed a joyride like Cat? Bumpus checked in at 2307, filling the entire right screen of Murph's cabin. Sorry I'm late. Normally he was a twitchy mouse of a man with liquid gray eyes. Tonight he had the faded copy of a copy look of someone who had just jammed a month's worth of living into a couple of hours. Murph knew that look. He'd seen it in his mirror. Had to clean up. Bumpus opened a window to show Murph his blood workup. The scrubbers had brought his alcohol level down to point oh two, neocaine to point oh oh five. Any more suicides? Not on our lists, Murph accepted the report. You owe the government sleep? Not till the weekend soonest. And I just boosted. Sleep was pure downtime. All the best ops stayed boosted as much as possible. Ultramen like Murph preferred to pay sleep debt in one lump sum. The minimum daily requirement for a working op was two hours, and Murph was always working. Once a week he had to burn 14 precious hours of his free time in bed. Okay, Murph said. I've got 32 active sites on my side. 
looking at 29 of yours. He briefed Bumpus on both lists. It was quieter than usual because a few places had closed for the Labor Day weekend. Some of Murph's residential clients could actually afford to leave the ship. Bumpus had just moved on board a couple of years ago and was still struggling to build his list. So far, he had mostly C and D deck types. The only vacations they had time for were virtual, like Bumpus, who lived down in what used to be the engine room. He was an old 46, already vague and a little forgetful. It was what happened when you spent too many years being in too many places at once. Bumpus was fine for the occasional free time or sleep swap, but Murph didn't think he had either the dedication or the attention span for independent, round-the-clock security anymore. He was nobody's champion.